Welcome to You Have Real Estate with attorney Justin Clark. Welcome to another edition of You Have Real Estate with me, attorney Justin Clark. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, seasoned investor, or just looking to sell your home, this next 30 minutes is designed just for you. Think of it like hitting multiple open houses all from your living room with my attorney advice throughout the way. If you have any questions whatsoever during the program, I have people standing by right now. 407-205-0400. Also, plenty of information on the website, youhavepower.com. It's y-o-u-havepower.com. People standing by, feel free to call us. But first, it's time for my opening statement. No one else is going to be this honest with you, okay? But you have to take my word for what I'm about to tell you. Let's call it our little secret, if you will. Because I know many of you are afraid to purchase a home because you're afraid of the responsibility that comes with it. You know, it's a huge purchase. It's $300,000, 250 400 whatever it is. In your head, you're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so concerned about keeping the roof over my head. What if I lose a job? You know, what if we have health issues? I'm concerned about having that mortgage you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to keep renting. You know, the real responsibility that you have, I think, is keeping a roof over your head or keeping a roof over your family's head. And let me give you a little secret here. If you continue to rent and you lose a job, you have a bad landlord, do you know how long it takes that landlord to evict you from the home? 30 days, 60 days, maybe 15 days, even if you don't respond to the complaint. If you're a renter and you fall on hard times and you don't have enough money to pay the rent, this landlord can kick you out like that. You buy a house, right? You lose a job, unfortunately. A hurricane comes through and, and you have no money and you can't pay the mortgage. Do you know how long it takes the mortgage company to evict you? Do you know how long it takes the mortgage company to foreclose on you? I mean, with someone like me involved, you're looking at a year, two years. So the fear of not wanting to buy a home because you want to keep a roof over your head is really a fear that should make you want to buy, not rent, because a landlord can kick you out literally 20 times faster than a bank can. In, in Florida, the foreclosure process is what's called a judicial process. They can't just send you a letter and kick you out. They have to go through the entire legal system. Now, I'm not here trying to set you up for failure, saying, oh, okay, yeah, I'm planning on getting foreclosed on. That's not it at all. It's just, I know how important to you keeping a roof over your family's head really is. And that's why if you're worried about job loss or anything like that, it's better to buy than rent because it's way easier for the landlord to get you out than it is the bank. I'm sorry to look at it this way, but this really is how it works in real life, especially here in Florida. And, and let's look at the purchase prices too. I, I just did a little search on a house in my neighborhood. The house is worth $479,000. Just to show you that it's cheaper monthly to buy than it is to rent, you're always going to pay less money monthly for a mortgage for the same house as opposed to renting it in the current climate that we're in because the interest rates are historically low. They've never been this low. I mean, they are historically, historically low. So this house in my neighborhood is worth $479,000. To rent this home will cost you $3,100 per month. The mortgage payment, if you want to buy it. Now, this is not including taxes and insurance. This is just principal and interest. The mortgage payment, $1,857, meaning your mortgage payment's probably going to be $2,300 on this house. 
maybe 2400 but you're going to own it. You're not paying someone else's mortgage. The rental payment, $3,100. And heaven forbid we do have a job loss or some sort of financial calamity in our family. The bank is going to take two years to get you out, whereas the landlord's going to take 30 days. Don't let the fear of such a big purchase keep you from buying and paying some. You don't want to pay someone else's mortgage. You want to pay your own mortgage. Two very special guests joining me today. Vivian Lehman here to my left. Vivian, how are you? Very well. And Roxanne Krivach is here as well from Remax 200 Realty. Roxanne, first time on the show. Thanks for yes. being here. How are you? Thank you for having me. So, I'm great. Tell, tell me a little bit about Remax 200. Where are you guys located? Remax 200 Realty is on uh, South Orlando Avenue in Winter Park. It was founded back in 1975. 75? Yes. I didn't think any shops were around from 75 still. There's so much transition. It's definitely one of the oldest, if not the oldest, real estate office in Uh, Central Florida. Unbelievable. All right, Vivian Lehman, you have realty. A lot of people out there, I think, believe that the life of a realtor is super easy. You know, you wake up in your PJs, you just send a couple emails, and then boom, take the kids to school. That's all you do all day. Tell me a little bit about the life of a real estate agent. The life of a real estate agent includes having my phone right here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you know how sometimes you can ignore calls because you don't know the number? Well, guess what? Mm. I can't. I have to answer the phone. And that's my job. And it's 24-7. Weekends, if I have to go away and I don't have a partner that'll, you know, Mm. help me out, I'm on the phone. You know, right. can you wait until I get back on Monday? You know, it's it's tough. Yeah, gotcha. So it's yeah. Yeah, a lot of the nine to fivers out there think that real estate agents have it made. But truly, it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week type of job. Yeah. Is it not? It is. And I mean, what, what are some of the things that you really love about being a real estate agent? The flexibility of my timing, actually. You know, if, if I know I-4 is going to be crazy at 8 in the morning, guess what? My appointment's going to be at 10.30. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's the reality of working around uh, that schedule. I went into real estate because I could be flexible for my kids at the time. I could go to the field trip if I wanted to. You know, that, that was the trade-off. If you talk to a lot of people in the real estate world, they will tell you that a, a real estate agent has made it when they really only are working listings, not working with buyers. Why do I hear that? Well, I think the listings kind of create the buyer scenario. So a lot of agents will focus on getting listings. And then if you're getting busy enough, then you can have a buyer's agent that will assist you with working with the buyers. You know, that's, that's really how it's structured. Yeah, gotcha. All right, so I'm looking to see how much my house is really worth. Mm-hmm. How accurate is Zillow or ePraisal or any of these server farm type websites? Uh, you know, everybody makes a joke about the Zillow, <laughs> but the reality is Zillow has gotten, you know, it, it's, it's an algorithm and it's based on, you know, the square footage of the house. It won't take into account, you know, maybe the, the area, the, the acreage on it, you know, is it fenced in? Is there solar panels on the home that, you know, there's all these different things that don't figure into the price. What about the property appraiser website? We have some great property appraisers around Central Florida. I know I know them well. Carrie Baker's over in Lake County, Rick Singh down in Orange County, good friends of mine. But is the property appraiser website an accurate reflection of what my house is worth? No, not at all. It's probably 
maybe even 35% off of what it's what the real value is. Okay, so I don't need to go to the, the tax assessor or the, the property appraiser's website to figure out what my house is worth because no. it's always going to be less, right? Mm -hmm. I even think the property appraisers here will tell you that they keep it around 75% is where, what they're targeting mm -hmm. of the value because number one, if you go to sell it, you're gonna have closing costs. So they try to figure that part in there with mm -hmm. when it comes to the value. So the property appraiser website is not a good place to figure out what your house is worth. And also Zillow, ePraisal, you can go there, right? Sure. I mean, feel free to go there and see what it's like, but if you really want to get an analysis of what your house is worth, what should I do? You need to call a professional, like a real estate agent, and, and they can give you that information. And what will you do? I mean, what will you do differently than Zillow to really tell me what my house is worth? Well, just like I talked uh, about before, I will go and I will check square footage to square footage. I will see what the upgrades are. D does it have a pool? Doesn't it? And we discount for those things, and that's how we come up with a value on a home. What is a tax deed sale? I've been hearing a lot of people talk about these lately, and they make me a little bit nervous. Tax deed sale, what is it? They're very risky. Basically, what's happening is that the homeowner has not paid their taxes for a couple of years, so it actually goes to the courthouse for sale. And people do pick these up, but you have to do your homework. You have to find out whether there's a mortgage, what liens are attached to the property, because you could get stuck with those liens. You might have got it for $2,000 for the taxes, mm -hmm. but... Do you recommend investors who are looking to get into investment, investing in real estate to work in the tax deed sale arena? Only if you're very experienced and you know what you're doing. Yeah. It can be very scary. Do you think people are still making money flipping houses? And if so, how? I believe they, they are. The only problem is it's lean out there right now. You can't find those deals like you did you know, a year or so ago. And you've got a lot of investors out there trying to do the same thing. And as the homes are staying more on the market, which they have been in the last couple of months, those same investors are scared to maybe purchase something that they might have spent a little bit more on. So are there deals out there or are they totally gone? There are deals out there. Like I said, very slim. How do I find them? You call me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are, seriously, are there certain yeah. pockets of, of Central Florida that have more deals than other places? Or, I mean, what, what should I be looking for when I'm trying to buy a house as an investor to flip it? My experience has been any, the older neighborhoods that maybe, uh, you know, need the rehab work. And maybe it's, you know, it's been in the family for like 30 years or whatever. And there's no liens on the property. You know, there there's a lot of websites out there now that'll give you that information and those are the ones that the investors are targeting are condos good investments for flipping not necessarily because you may have to carry it for a while and then you have all the management fees mm -hmm. townhouse same thing unless there's no hoa if you're if you're talking yeah. if you're going to talk to an investor right now mm -hmm. and they're like look i haven't really been into the real estate world but i have some cash sitting around and i want to get into investing in real estate what kind of properties am i looking for I would say single family residence, definitely. Single family is the way to go. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. I know, speaking of single family, you have a few single family homes to show us today. Are you ready to take a little tour? I am. All right. I'm excited to see these. Let's go to Dovetail first. Tell me about Dovetail. I decided the, the two properties that I wanted to highlight are on the lower spectrum. And that kind of goes with what you were saying. You're spending money on rent. You might as well purchase something. This one particularly is only 132000 and it's about 132 132 oh, yeah. wow. there's no hoa on this townhouse remember I've how never i was heard of about such that a, how is there no hoa well they're duplexes almost oh, okay so this whole area there's probably about 12 or 14 homes 
and this one was rehabbed a little bit. We've fixed the deck and so on. But if you had to rent this, it would be about twelve hundred dollars. Mm. You could own this for eight fifty a wow. month. So even if look, even if it's a starter place for you, if you move out, you can rent it and make yeah. money monthly. You know, yeah. it almost doesn't make sense to rent anymore with the rental yeah. rates where they are. So on one thirty two. 800 bucks a month essentially 850 and i know we're not quoting you exactly but i mean the mortgage payment should be around 800 dollars a month yeah, exactly and yeah you could easily rent it for 1200 i would say what, what part of town is this this is a popka okay yeah uh, orange or seminole popka do you know it's uh orange probably orange i know yeah. a popka has a teeny little sliver over in seminole county yeah. too so dovetail if you have any questions or you'd like to see this house give vivian layman a call 407-205 zero four zero zero we will also add this listing to the website you have power.com let's continue the tour now let's go down to marine okay so this one's 236 marine drive in sanford it actually sits on a canal and it goes out to lake sylvan they're asking 249 for this home it's about 2200 square feet it's a four bedroom three and a half bath San, what, what part of Sanford is this? It's actually off of 46 mm -hmm. near Lake Sylvan. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know where that is. Yeah. A lot of alligators back there being on the lake like that? I haven't know? seen All one. Right. <laughs> I'm scared of alligators. You know that, Vivian. <laughs> Those of us who didn't grow up here, we don't know about these canals. All right. But, okay, I do see the pictures of the canal, though. So you mm -hmm. can put a boat there? Yes, you can. Oh. It's a brand new dock, actually, too. Oh, wow. So Lake Sylvan, is, it, is this a, a ski lake? It is a ski lake, yes. What do you think being on a canal really has effect-wise on the, the value of a home? It depends on the appraiser. Like the fact that it does go out to the ski lake makes a difference, and the appraiser might give it 15 to 20 mm -hmm. above just because of that. Let's say I have a house that's $300,000 with mm -hmm. neighbors all the way around, okay? Mm -hmm. And then the same exact house I have on a, on a pond. You know, they call it a lake, but it's really a pond, right. meaning I have no rear neighbors. And then I have the same house on a ski lake. How does that affect the value, you think, for all three of those scenarios? I think the ski lake is obviously the biggest value that you're mm -hmm. going to get. The pond, people like to look at it nine times out of ten, it's a retention pond. Yeah. But, you know, the the builders give it more importance than <laughs> the appraiser will. Well, they got to yeah. jack up the value somehow, <laughs> exactly. huh? Or the prices, I see. Yeah. Good job, Vivian Lehman. If you have any Thank questions you. about these two properties, people are standing by. You can call Vivian right now, 407 205 04 Zero, zero. You're going to stick around for the real estate roundtable, right, yes, Vivian? Yes, I will. All right, good deal. Vivian Lehman, you have realty now to my right. Roxanne Krivach. How are you, Roxanne? Remax 200. Yes, I'm great. Thank you. So the properties you're going to show us, Phil, we're not going to go to them yet, but we have a residential and the commercial. commercial. So, so you yes. work a little bit on the commercial side as well, huh? Yeah. What are the both. differences in purchasing real estate or selling real estate, for that matter, residential versus commercial? Totally different. Totally different. Totally what, different. What are some of the differences? Um, commercial is more laid back, and it's really, they have longer periods of inspection period. It takes a long time for one to, to happen. Um, residential, it's pretty much, you know, 7, 15 days inspection period, and close in 30 to 45 days. Would depending. you say that commercial is less emotional than residential? Totally. Yes, it's all about the numbers, all about the numbers. What, what about when it comes to economic collapses or markets up and down? I think we all know that we're in a pretty good seller's market right now when it comes to residential. Do you find that commercial trails residential or vice versa? How do they really work together when it comes to 
seller market versus buyer market? Personally, I think commercial is still a buyer's market. So they can pretty much, you know, pick and choose, and there's a lot of inventory for that. But it's catching up. Really? Um, residential, um, it is turning into a buyer's market. I mean, the inventory is going up, and but it's still, it really is very hyper-local, so it really depends on the, on the community and do the you, location. And do you find residential and commercial go up and down together, or do they go up and down at totally separate times? I would say they go hand in hand. Uh, more the residential has a little bit more movement. Commercial is more steady. I gotcha. I don't know as much about Remax for some reason. What are some of the things that Remax offers, or what is, what is Remax really known for? Remax is pretty much it's global. So we market globally, and it's there's like 119,000 realtors that you basically work with and and co-market with. A lot of support they've been around for a long time but each agent is independent and like I'm an associate broker I have my own business under the mm -hmm. umbrella but we have the support speaking, and the name. speaking of global I mean I think most of us know at this point Orlando is sort of a global international city I mean we get buyers from Brazil Colombia you know, England all sorts of different places how do you think the globality did I make that word up, or you think that's a real word? I hope it was a real I think word. It is. <laughs> the globality of Orlando. How does how does that affect the real estate market here? It makes it very exciting because yeah. you you've got to deal with different cultures. They have different expectations. They have, it's just all different. I mean, every morning you wake up and you whoever you're dealing with is you know if you're dealing with a first time buyer that's local, you're you wear a different hat. If you deal with somebody that's coming in to invest, uh, it's totally different. How do we market to the international buyer? The internet is number one. Yeah. Um, knowing the local, um, the local groups that are in that in the local agents that are marketing. I mean, there are certain agents that just market to their different countries. Mm -hmm. And um, but I would say definitely start online. It seems like no matter what profession, I can certainly speak as from the legal field, we all have stressors in our life, in our, in our professional life. I, I can name a half dozen right now if you wanted me to, but I won't bore you with them. What are some of the stressors of being a real estate agent associate broker? Stressors. Yeah. Like what, what, what stresses you out about, about the real estate world? First is if the inspection comes out bad, that's a number one stressor. Hopefully, you can get the, both parties together and meet somewhere in the middle. And number two is the appraisal. Um, we're still at a, we're at a point right now that the sellers have a totally different opinion of what their house is worth, and the mm -hmm. buyers totally think that they could just take it. And it's just those things. And number three is the loan. Yeah. What about celebration? So I've seen too many real estate deals fall apart, you know, at the closing table or at some point between contract and closing. As a real estate agent, do you have any sort of thing like, no, 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 we're not celebrating until after closing everything's signed or when do we really celebrate? Right, <laughs> after right? closing. You don't, want, you don't want to jinx yourself, of course, Totally, right? you know. And do, do you warn your sellers about that too? I mean, the seller gets so excited, we got a new contract, full price offer, you're like, look, how do you really, deal with their expectations and, and things like that but to not celebrate too soon well the key factors is you get to know the agent you're working with because there's like 12,000 realtors in Orlando and a lot of people just get in and out so 
it's very important that you give the background of who's representing the other party to your sellers, and I kind of prep them for mm -hmm. that. I prep them for anything that could come up with for during the inspections, and these things could come up and prep, prep them for the worst. All yeah. right, couple properties that you want to show us today. Let's go to Rimini. Where is this? This is in St. Cloud, okay, the good. best kept secret in Is town, that right? Technically. I didn't know I mean, that. Tell it, me about this house. Yes, because it's right within five miles of Lake Nona. Everybody wants to live in Lake Nona, but sometimes it's not affordable for a lot of people. Um, this is your opportunity to live in Lake Nona, lifestyle, work, play, hang out in Lake Nona without paying the Lake Nona price. Um, beautiful, energy efficient, former model home. In, in, it's located within five miles of Lake Nona. So it's, this home was a former model of a good, a, a big builder, um, exquisitely upgraded, wood look tile floors throughout, wood, massive, beautiful. It's just beautiful. It's got coffered ceilings, lots of architectural upgrades, crown moldings, top of the line appliances, you know, lots of diff different um, accent walls and everything. Just what to, price point on this one? This is 345000 I mean, from what I'm seeing here, that seems like quite a, a value. Yes. I don't think you're going to pay that in, in Lake Mary or even Lake Nona no. because that's a nice house. I mean, the upgrades there are, are terrific. I mean, yes. Look at those appliances just to begin with. Totally. Now, this house in Lake Nona is close to 500000 Is that right? And the same builder is building closer to Lake Nona, and that's the price point at that point. So wow. it's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity. If you have any questions about this house, you can reach Roxanne, 407 0400. I really like that one. I mean, it, it's really not that far out of town, Roxanne. You know, it it's, is, yeah, it's, it's right there. So give her a call 407 205 0400. Switch gears a little bit to commercial. And I mean, commercial is great sometimes for investors, or maybe you're even a business owner looking to stop paying rent to someone else and you mm -hmm. want to buy your own location. Now, this is down on OBT, I believe. Tell me about this commercial property. Yeah, this is a great income-producing commercial property in a corner consisting of two parcels, um, just under two acres. It it's offers immediate cash flow and room for the owner to occupy and set up something. C3 zoning after a, uh, offer a variety of uses. Um, there is tremendous opportunity for a buyer to hold as an investment and collect rents as a plan to evolve to improve and increase income or redevelop the whole place. You get almost 200 feet of prime exposure on Orange Blossom Trail between downtown and Florida Mall and with almost 60,000 traffic count oh, daily. Wow. Yeah. Income is 110,000 a year for now and it's under rented. There's a structure that's not rented. It's just being used as a, hmm. a storage right now. Uh, there's uh, there's a, an auto repair shop. There's a used car dealership that's renting. And so it's it's really a great, a excellent potential for future redevelopment or continue to rent and just collect the rent. What is the uh, price point on this one? 1399000 Gotcha. Any idea how long it's been on the market? So we've uh, this have actually been sold twice. Oh, wow. And One of those just deals. just back on the market. You yeah, celebrated so too soon, I told you. It's it's crazy. Oh, yeah, commercial's wow. a little bit different. <laughs> so, but, but if you're bringing in almost 120 grand a year, I mean, I think the payment on 1.3 is going to be significantly less than that. So it's income producing right out of the gate for you. Huh? It is. And a lot of room. Like that center building is not even rented. It's just oh, used wow. as a, as a uh, storage right yeah, now. 
it now. I mean, if you're an investor, do not sleep on commercial. Just because you're used to residential, sometimes you can get great deals in commercial that are, are producing tons of revenue for you. Your cap rate's going to be great. So don't ever just fall asleep on commercial because you've never done commercial, right? True. Any questions? 407-205-0400. Roxanne Krivach, good job. Remax 200 Realty, you're going to stick around for the real estate roundtable, I hope, right? Sure. Thank All you. right. And without further ado, it is time for the real estate roundtable. If you have any questions during the week, go to my website, youhavepower.com. Y-O-U-havepower.com. You can ask me questions right there, and we might just answer your question next week on you have real estate vivian layman let's go to dallas in oviedo i'm not currently happy with my agent am i allowed to change my first suggestion would be look at the contract that you signed with your agent and see what your options are if it's something that you can get out of i, I don't go and solicit it by any means sure. but if you can get out of it, give me a call, we'll talk at that point. I mean, do you ever find that, because look, I have some clients who, they see, they're great people, I'm a good person, sometimes it's just not a good match. I mean, that happens in the real estate world as well, doesn't it? Yeah, and all the time. I'm not, I'm not out there telling you to go fire your agent by any means, but I mean, there are certain, certain times that, that personalities might just clash, right? What, what do you think? If, if you're not getting along with your agent, what do I need to really look at, Roxanne, to see if I can get out of that contract? Or should I just approach the agent and say, yeah, it doesn't seem to be working out. What should I do? I would suggest that the seller gives the agent time to satisfy mm -hmm. what it is that they're not, that they're short, short falling on. If there's something they feel like there's no communication, it's not being advertised, there's no showings. I mean, the agent should have the opportunity to correct whatever it is that he's not, that they're not doing correctly. And if within two weeks or 30 days if the seller still feels that it's not being nothing's being done about it and they're just not you know it is their house it is their investment they should make the decision Got it. and there's nothing more miserable than staying in that relationship yeah. with the seller totally. too. Yes. it's bad for the agent and the yeah, seller you know absolutely. sometimes you, you do just need to walk away is it better to build this is uh, brandon and maitland is it better to build or buy it depends on your pocketbook yeah so if you feel that if you can qualify and you want to build the house that you really want or if if basically you want energy efficiency you want all the latest you know gadgets out there you could build but then if you're trying to be practical and you want to keep your money in your pocket rather than give it away and pay it off quickly you're better off buying a, a resale vivian layman yeah. builder buy I would say buy only because what she did have a point. Build, you're going to get the perfect house. One of the biggest things that I always talk about with, with the people that we're looking at resales with, I'll say you'll never find the perfect house because you will find the house but not the area or this room. You know, it's so, yeah, you should build, but cost-effective. Rebuy, re yeah, buy a uh, resale. Real quick, Wayne and Akoi says, "What closing costs should I expect as a buyer?" Vivian Lehman. Closing costs as a buyer mostly has to do with the lender. You know, there, you're going to have some small fees from the title company, but it will range between three to three and a half percent of your purchase price. What do you think? I agree. Totally agree. Could be three to five percent, depending. 
So the seller pays most of the, the does most of the heavy lifting when it comes to closing costs, huh? That's correct. Seller. Good deal. So thank you very much, Vivian Lehman. You're you welcome. have Realty Roxanne Cravat Remax Two Hundred. Thank you both for being here today. Thank Come back and see me anytime. Thank you. And most thank importantly, thank you for joining me today. If you have any questions about anything we discussed today, give us a call four zero seven two zero five zero four zero zero. I have people standing by right now. If you want to start your house hunt, people are standing by to give you a pre-approval letter. Not tomorrow, not Monday. We're talking about today. You can also visit our website to see any of the properties that we displayed today. Youhavepower.com. Y-O-U-havepower.com. I'm attorney Justin Clark, and I'll see you right back here next week for another edition of You Have Real Estate.